Now that we're both recording, John, would you like to continue the bit you were doing about how you won't tell me how you're doing when we're not recording? Oh, no. I, you misunderstand me. The bit that I was suggesting is that we okay. we do the how you doing segment and I refuse to answer. I think that would be fun. Oh, oh, I like that. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get to it when we get to <laughs> we'll it. We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Being Jim Davis, once a podcast, always a podcast. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am Jim Davis. Isn't that like the black swan fallacy, basically? Um, I mean, why would you... Just because it's always been a podcast. Like, tomorrow it might be a tuna sandwich. Like, you you don't know. What's... Okay, actually, now that you've said it out loud, what is the black swan fallacy? Because if it's... If it's believing that black swans exist, that's false. I've seen black swans. So that's not a fallacy. There yeah, really no, are black swans. That is swans. not the fallacy. I mean, that is, that is kind of the example of the fallacy. That is why okay, it, that's the, the name, f- that, that is the namesake example. What's the fallacy? The fallacy is thinking that, like, X has never mm-hmm. been observed, uh-huh. therefore it doesn't exist. Okay. So starting the podcast off strong on this Monday morning, John, in Monday morning pre-roll, how much of a fallacy is that? Because, like, logically, sure, just because no one has ever observed a thing doesn't mean it couldn't possibly exist. Yeah. But in, like, a practical, empirical sense, don't we kind of make that rough and ready assumption just in our day-to-day lives like yeah this hasn't ever happened before so it probably won't happen today like could we live our yeah. lives without violating the black swan fallacy uh ooh. no yeah you could you could live your life trapped in like an epistemic uh cul-de-sac where you're just constantly questioning everything yeah, and cul-de-sacs are very bad for the environment. <laughs> and I think this podcast proves that. <laughs> You're listening to Being Jim Davis, an epistemic cul-de-sac. <laughs> You're trapped in Garfield Circle. There is no exit. Uh, John, now it'd be a Christi- diverging diamond interchange. <laughs> you, think- you know, you know, like not quite as safe, but way uh-huh. cheaper. It's not clear to me. I feel like being Jim Davis is definitely a cul-de-sac, but I'd like to continue this discussion. I'd like to go <laughs> round and around in this I, discussion I was forever, hoping, if you will. <laughs> I was hoping you would challenge me on, on my assertion, which I, I'm about the uh, varying economics of different traffic interchanges, because I'm not sure that's right. But I said no, it, I know, I so I'm going to stick with it. John, we don't know anything about traffic policy. I think we can both agree... That that's not a subject we know anything Ooh, web, about. Web traffic. We know a lot it's, about web traffic. Do we, though? No. No, no we don't. <laughs> no. Well, there's no reason for us not to drug, discuss it drug at great length. Oh, well, okay. Drug trafficking, sure. My mom used to run guns for Castro, which is adjacent <laughs> to drug trafficking. But it was Castro the podcast's app, right? Yeah, and you'll know her, yeah. obviously, as your Aunt Cindy rather yeah, than my yeah. mom. Yeah. Oh, thank, uh, thank, thank, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> Castro, the po- a lot of people don't know, Castro, the podcast app, um, once had a, a promising future as a professional baseball player. 
um, things had worked out differently, it might not have become a podcast app at all. Yeah. Um, did I say that my name is Christopher Winter and I'm Jim Davis? Yes, you did. I, oh, yeah, yes, yes. This is all the aside to me saying, uh, my name is Jonathan Gibson and I'm Jim Davis. John, before I get to what day it is and what we're doing, how are you doing today? Chris, I refuse That's to right, answer folks, that it's, question. It's our popular segment, How You Doing? John's it throwing us a curveball. It, was, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't very impactful because we accidentally talked at the same time. Mm, no, I'm sorry. And, yeah, and, accidentally. And, and, and I'm like, well, re- refusing to answer is pretty rude. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was a funny bit. So, uh, I'm... I'm, I'm. I mean, like we're on. Okay, look, we're on. We're we're on a curve here, right? We're grading on a curve. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm. I'm pandemic fine. You know. I'm quarantined. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. I'm doing fine. I'm fine. Hey, Everything's all, fine. Great. Nothing is fucked. John, it's great when things are fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh-huh. not fucked. Well, yeah. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, by contemporary standards, everything's great. Yeah, everything's great. Everyone's happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm. 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. All right. I'm fine. Are, are you? Are you fine? I was waiting and to see if you would ask. Me as a corollary to that, uh-huh. how you doing, John? I refuse to answer on the grounds <laughs> that uh, whatever I say may incriminate me. That's fair. Oh. That's fair. Also, I'd like to uh, amend that statement. Mm-hmm. I had meant to start it off by saying, on the advice of my counsel. Oh, yeah. That would be good. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah, Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah. Um, Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to rub it in anybody's face, but I got my first vaccination this week. Hey. that was pretty awesome. Also, I'd like to amend that statement. Yeah, podcasters get get it early, right? Well, technically, I'm an educator. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Technically, who remembers that? I mean, honestly, John, I'm no less an educator than I am a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> They're both pretty fake. Uh, I, I want to admit that statement. I did go out of my way to rub it in my brother's face. Mm. Oh, that's because I fun. had to. Yeah, I had to leave our his home county offered me a vaccination, so I drove like 45 minutes to get. A vaccination that really rightfully should have been his. Yeah. So that was awesome. That's fun. Yeah. You know, and I've been drowsy ever since. That's okay. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) I mean, again, it's a sliding scale, man. You know, on the, on the, on the, compared with the things that could be going on, being a little drowsy, I'll take it. Um, I've got some bad news for you, though. I'll just jump in here with, this isn't quite a, how, no one wrote in to tell us how they're doing. Um, but I feel like this is a corollary bit yeah. that maybe relates to how we're doing. Bring it you on. You may me. recall that. Bring it uh, to me. Take it. To, take it to the. Uh, take it to the floor. Yeah, you. You may recall <laughs> that a couple weeks ago we asked our listeners if we could stop yet, and specifically we asked them to write into, can we stop yet at beingjimdavis.com to let us know if we could stop podcasting. Uh, we got one response to that. It's from friend of the show, um, uh, Brent Archer, who wrote in to oh. say, sadly, no. <laughs> was that it? That was it. And by the terms of the tongue, Wait, did you add he, sadly or did, 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 did he, he wrote, say? He wrote okay. sadly. He wrote sadly. 
By the terms of the tontine, John, if even one member objects to us quitting the podcast, can't happen. It's like old-fashioned filibuster rules. Wait. Um, are, <laughs> is he a member of the podcast? He's been a guest host. Oh, okay. All right. I feel like that's, you know, that's yeah. all. I, what what yeah. more does it take, John? No, you're right. He's you're right. been a guest host. He's clearly listened to, at minimum, one episode. And he sent us an email. I feel like he's basically the new owner of the Pitch Drop Network. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that, that tracks. Anywho. Yeah. What, um, what do we... Uh... What yeah, today is today? Uh, Monday, January 10, 1983. What is all this? What, who are we? Like, what, this is a great question. These are a, excellent questions. Is this a these Google are, sheet? Keep, you know what? Keep them coming. Keep okay. them. I'm really enjoying these questions, and I hope you'll continue asking them. All right. All right. What is this rectangular box that I'm looking at? <laughs> um, I mean, it, from here, it's hard for me to know. It, honestly, it could, like, I assume you mean your laptop, but it could be any box you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm have a cardboard box. With you. I'm just referring to a cardboard box next to you my computer, You might be Chris. looking at a box of Ritz crackers, in which case, lucky you. Mm, love me some Ritz day. crackers. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I really don't. I'm not a big, I mean, like, they're fine. Like, they're, they're fine, but they're, they're, I, I wouldn't say that I love them. Okay, really? I'd like no. So I was anxious for you to shut up so I could start the podcast, but now the I'd like to dive. Already started, Chris. I'd like to dive into this Ritz cracker issue just, for a just, while. Just to be clear, we are nearly ten minutes into this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, but we've barely started. Now yeah. that Ritz crackers are a subject yeah. of discussion, I have two uh, two thoughts on that. Okay, I hope the song uh, "Putting on the Ritz" is going to come up. Okay, I have three three thoughts on that. Uh, well, no, like one, I would like. What is you this? To a- the Spanish Inquisition? I would like. I expected that. I would like for you to elaborate on your t- trashing and tarnishing of the Ritz Cracker brand and why you think they are not worthy Look, of love. Look, just because I said I, I don't have love for them. Like I, I said, I had two thoughts. I only have so much love to go around, Chris. <laughs> Look, there are a lot of snack crackers out there. Um, I think there's certainly a place for Ritz crackers. I, they're just not, like, my go-to cracker. <laughs> so, so you don't feel that Ritz crackers should be cast out of contemporary society? No, I am not suggesting not we institute a caste system crackers. of crackers. Okay. But if we were, mm-hmm. I think Ritz would be near the bottom. <laughs> like I would put, okay. I would put Cheez-Its above Ritz crackers. Mm-hmm. I would put water crackers above Ritz crackers. I would put, mm-hmm. honestly, I might even put saltines above Ritz crackers. Wow, that is a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have so much. Okay, maybe so much that one, to say maybe here. that last one was dumb. So, John. I have an uncountable number of points on that. Aleph sub Point. one. Aleph sub one. I notice. I uh, think, is that what that would be? I don't know. I don't know. A se- Aleph sub. Seth, look, Matt Noonan, write in and tell us. Aleph sub one, John. David Hilbert, write in and tell us. <laughs> frequent, if you ever check out of that hotel. <laughs> it's hard to get a hold of you call on yeah. the front desk it's like we don't know what room he's in we told him to move down one <laughs> frequent frequent listener super fan beloved guest host and world famous hotelier david hilbert 
Um, uh. Aleph sub one. I feel like Triscuits were mm, Triscuits. Triscuits highly would... notable by you avoiding. I forgot about Triscuits. Them. Triscuits was, are pretty. It was honestly, it Triscuits was are pretty high up there. I feel like there was some serious Triscuit erasure happening in your statement, and you owe an apology to the Triscuit loving community. To Triscuits and their allied crackers. Yeah, this is getting weird now. I'm going to go ahead and nope out. <laughs> um, nope out, Chris. Nope out of the all, segment. Forgotten all my subsequent points. Um, yeah, it was mainly... Okay, well, okay. just to circle <laughs> all the way... To circle all the way back around that Ritz cracker, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just want to confirm. Just to, 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 to poke some holes in that... In that. <laughs> <laughs> in your analysis there. Uh, 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 I mean, we feel like we, this is a subject we can really sink our teeth into, John. Oh, man. Um, to circle back around, just to confirm, have you confirmed how buttery Ritz... Have you considered how buttery Ritz crackers taste? Yeah. Because they taste pretty buttery, sometimes, and I feel like that's a point in their favor. Sometimes you want that. I don't know. Oftentimes, like, I, I don't want a buttery cracker. I don't want a cracker that's, that's going to make my, 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 my fingers uh, feel, like, oily and gross, you know? That's their slogan, John. Ritz. Make, sometimes you want that. <laughs> makes you feel ugly and gross. Oily and gross. <laughs> I mean that, too, honestly. I always wanted... Okay, this is a subsidiary point. Um, I always... There was a period where I wished I was in advertising because I wanted to... You wanted to be Don Draper, didn't you? Well, no, I wanted to... You, along with the rest of America, became obsessed with... Okay, all right. (laughs) No, go on. No, that's fine. No, No, I'd like to hear about my obsession with Don Draper. (laughs) No, 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 it's fine. The moment's gone. John, you're you're not wrong. I was... I was definitely mad about mad men mm-hmm. i was uh um i was a don stan for many years by which i mean i attempted to watch the first episode of mad men twice and never got to the end uh my understanding is that there was some kind of surprise something about who he i don't i don't know um it was fine i just couldn't get into it yeah oh no okay i just wanted to promote the that's slogan accurate for, like wanted that's to the promote- accurate opinion to have Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. I wish, I wish I had not watched it in its oh, entirety. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing? I did. Look, a lot of people I know really liked it. And I'm not dragging anyone who enjoyed it. I think that's great. I just And maybe if I had given it more of a chance, I would have got into it. I'm not here to talk smack about Mad Men. Um, now I forgot. Oh, yeah. I just, this is this is a long walk <laughs> to a very unremarkable thing I wanted to say. Uh-huh. I just really wanted to promote the slogan, the Doritos slogan. Doritos, they dull the pain of living. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. Anyway, John, today is uh, Monday, January tenth, nineteen eighty-three. Today we're reading the sixteen hundred sixty-seventh ever Garfield strip. Garfield, it dulls the pain of living. John, what happens in today's Garfield? Chris, I'm really glad you asked me that question. In today's Garfield, panel two is pretty sweet. I like to hear that. You know, honestly... You could just... Hey, we don't need any more uh, synopses. <laughs> We're pretty much set now. We just pick that one for... We'll just do that one every day. Fair warning, John. That synopsis may appear again this week. <laughs> um, I, I hadn't looked at panel one when I wrote it, 
Yeah. And panel one's actually pretty sweet, too. Garfield's there on either the countertop or the floor. He's on the left side. He's looking at the right. And he's sort of lying down like a cat'll do on his tummy. Oh, yeah. And Love it when a cat does that. Yeah, I like it, too. There's an you know what Garfield doesn't do? I'm sorry. This will be real brief. No, I'd like to... Okay, you know, you, I've noticed there's been a lot of interrupting happening in the, this episode so yeah, far, and yep. that's that's a thing we yeah. generally discourage. So, yeah, this I'll is our interrupting it. episode. I'll allow it today only. Welcome to being Jim Davis. Interrupting episode. <laughs> <laughs> only you, you should on. interrupt before I finish the word episode. I think it'll be fun. No, I'd like to. I'd like to hear where this is going. All right. So you know how cats, when they're sitting on flat surface, sometimes they'll tuck their front paws underneath themselves, and it just creates this like, you know, like this this curved surface that is just like it it looks like the hull of a boat it's pretty great uh, the hull of a small furry boat yeah you don't ever a, see garfield a, do that he's always got yeah. his his forearms in there mm, the hull of an adorable cuddly boat a sweet little pretty witty cuddly boat yeah which a good boat he's a good boat he's a good boat um so anyway, not seaworthy necessarily, uh, but good. Yeah, yeah. go on. So oh, there's a, all right, there's a slam on him on a Yeah, there's a slam on a right. Does yeah. it kind of look to you like Garfield is looking at the slam on a Yeah, well, it looks to me like he's he's looking off to the right at whatever slammed, possibly okay. a John. That's a reading. What slammed? Possibly a door. Possibly some poetry. Ooh, I like that. I mean, it's the early 1980s. I think we can I think we can take it as read that whatever's slamming off to the right is probably <laughs> it's probably some poetry. Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving into to panel two, hey, John, we're just really I, racing along. Okay, go on. Okay. I would no. I was going to do a long interruption about slam poetry, but I decided against it <laughs> okay. at the last minute. All right. All right. Well. <laughs> I'd say uh, odds are 50-50. We'll still get to hear that interruption at some point. Maybe perhaps between, perhaps before panel three. All right. So in the I second was going panel. To, I was going to reference Emily Dickinson, if that wets your whistle. It does wet my whistle. Um, all right. So this is the panel that you alleged to be pretty sweet. <laughs> I, d- I did. I stand by that characterization. What? Would you like to describe this one? Sure. All okay, right. Garfield's still on the left. He's looking... It's basically identical with, with how he was um, in panel one. Like, honestly, as I'm looking closely, this is virtually a carbon copy. Down, like, his facial expression, his body position, down to the way his left... The index paw of his left forepaw is, like tappy tappy tapping on his right paw which i don't understand quite what's going on there whatever but now like john arbuckle has like he's twiddling his thumbs you know yeah sort of maybe cats don't have thumbs john no they don't have fingers either garfield does your theory your theory it's false falsified it's, it's an index finger he's twiddling he's twiddling his index finger yeah i guess so or pontificating or or yeah or what is it when you're stroking your chin with your finger and thinking? Being a James Bond villain? <laughs> to, you stroke your chin to aid your thought? I mean, that's not what I do, but I, I'm not going to criticize anyone who does it. You know. Um, I don't know. So from the right, John Arbuckle has emerged. And 
John, you're familiar. You've seen John Arbuckle before, right? You're familiar with this character. Uh, is this John Arbuckle? This John Arbuckle is possessed of a certain elan that our standard Arbuckle is not. This John Arbuckle is full of pizzazz and vim and vigor. He bursts into the room like an early day Kramer with his (laughs) right arm extended, (laughs) fingers out, palm forward, singing, Hey Garfield! He's not really singing. Saying, Hey Garfield! I'm home. No, but how and great would that have been? Wide, big old smile. It would have been great to have there, some, if there were, some eighth notes if there in there. were three eighth notes in there, you know, oh, one by itself and two coupled oh, together. That would have been so sweet. Yeah. And then we and could have know, argued about like how mm-hmm. he did uh, five syllables on, on three eighth notes. That would have been a fun argument that, unfortunately, listeners <laughs> will just, never hear. Well, they'll never know what that argument never would know. be like. They'll never know what our, what our final consensus would have been. And you know, John, I characterized this panel as pretty sweet. And I stand by that characterization. But I do feel, on consideration, that speech bubble is letting us down. And here's why. There's a fair bit of space, empty space up above that speech bubble. That speech bubble could have been bigger, yeah. and it could have been more expressive. There could have been notes. There could have been block or, letters. It really would have made this panel something special. I'll, gi- I'll, give you another, I'll give you another one. I'll go you one better. I'd like to hear you what go if, me one better. What if, okay, speech bubble, same size. Uh-huh. Position slightly up and to the left to accommodate... The uh-huh. silly hat that John is wearing, just like a, could be like one of the like a like a giant hat made of fruit, could be could be like a dunce cap, could be a like a like a party hat. Like you you could go so many different directions with this. I was I was opposed to this line of uh, uh, of what is it we're doing? Punching up this Garfield? Is it fan fiction? I was opposed to this it's line fan of fiction, thinking yeah. it, until you. Uh, until you broach the possibility that it's a fruit hat, <laughs> which I think would make this a lot of fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you have like the, all that negative space mm-hmm. above his head yeah. to fill, you know. And you could have you could, could put some pretty silly hats in there. Hats he could be wearing a lot. He yeah. could be wearing a Viking helmet. He could with be a the, ten with gallon horns. hat with a spy camera in it. Yeah, or an arrow through it. <laughs> Those are both good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is 1983, so the odds are high that it would have been uh, a somewhat racist hat. Um, I'm yeah, I mean, I'd prefer a non-racist ra- one. No, I'm, I'm not saying but I in would a pinch. Pref- <laughs> I'm not saying I would prefer a racist novelty hat, John. I'm just saying it's 1983, so like odds are sombrero, turban, you know, these yeah. are all highly... Yeah. I get, here's a question. Mm-hmm. Is a fruit hat racist? Maybe? Because I would hate for that to be... Like, if that's the case, then fine. I'll stop wearing my fruit hat everywhere. Let me Google, are fruit hats racist? I would hate for that to be the case, though, because I think fruit hats are legitimately funny because fruit is food, and Uh, you're wearing it as clothing. Okay, first hit, Carmen Miranda, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, she definitely made that hat famous, Mm -hmm. at least in... in, uh, God's United States. The I don't Brazilian who, bombshell. I don't know who or what made the fruit hat famous in, for example, the United Kingdom. Lisa Dupe, we'd like you to write in and tell us. 
Um, number probably two, the why the Miss Chiquita banana mascot has been branded as racist. I think we've talked about that before. We have possibly mentioned, I believe her correct name is Senorita Chiquita Banana, uh, the one-time mascot mm. of the United Fruit Company, who, to be fair, supported a CIA-sponsored coup in Ecuador. <laughs> like the, Wait, was it Ecuador or was it Guatemala? It was Guatemala. Guatem- I apologize. Yeah. Do, that's not to say there no, was no CIA-sponsored coup in Ecuador. I have not checked. Yeah, I'm not going to read any more of these hits. Okay. But we don't have a, we don't have a straightforward answer as to whether the fruit hat is racist? Uh, well, it doesn't say any... There's no Wikipedia article for, for, for fruit hats in general. Huh. Well... Look, look, if they're not mentioned in fruit hats, then um, I, it's probably the, like if they're not if they're not Maybe mentioned they're... on Wikipedia. Yeah. Seems like they don't even exist. Yeah, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Also, I'm not getting an obvious hit on CIA coup Ecuador. <laughs> there have definitely been some some coups in Ecuador it's not clear to me what the CIA's connection to them was. I'm not saying there wasn't one. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, well, look, we'll get back to it. We'll get back. I'll get, we'll definitely get back to um, to the, uh, the Ecuadorian coup situation. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, God. No, I'm not going to read that. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> was it that bad? No, it's no, it's not. I mean, you know, Randis Hollywood image it? was that of a generic Latina, blurring distinctions between Brazil, Portugal, Argentina, and Mexico, and samba, tango, and habanera music. It was stylized mm-hmm. and flamboyant. Mm-hmm. She often wore platform sandals and towering headdresses made of fruit, mm-hmm. becoming known as the lady in the tutti frutti hat. Her enormous fruit laden hats were iconic visuals recognized worldwide. Saks Fifth Avenue developed a line of Miranda-inspired turbans and jewelry in 1939. Oh <laughs> and I don't know this, B- Bonwit Teller? Bonwit Teller not, cre- created mannequins resembling the singer. Mm. Uh, her tutti, oh, tutti Fruity hat. There, there we go. There, that's, yeah, Tutti that's, Fruity hat. That's like what it's called, yeah, okay. technically. Okay. Yeah, look, if you, look, I mean, we're not a couple of haberdashers over here, John. <laughs> Wait, you know. so is the Little Richard song about a hat? Oh, is that song Little about... Little Richard song, Tutti Frutti? Is, is that song about Carmen Miranda? I believe, tech, I believe uh, if you do a deep reading, it's about the CIA coup in Guatemala. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. He was yeah. Little Richard, famous for hiding, <laughs> hiding incendiary pro-CIA messages in his songs. Mm. Um, he, he was in fa- Okay, look, panel three. Oh, yeah, Garfield. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I really like panel two. Oh, we've suggested some punch-ups for it. Jim Davis, get back to us on that. But I still like it as it is. Um, yeah. And well, I do kind of wonder if, okay. like, if John Arbuckle were wearing a tutti-frutti hat or a 10-gallon cowboy hat or something, if that would detract from, like, it takes us off on a blind alley in a way. I mean, certainly if he, if, if he wasn't wearing it in panel three... <laughs> That would raise some questions. Yeah. yeah. So in panel three, John kind of lowers himself down to almost eye level with Garfield. And he looks um, nonplussed, I would say. And he's saying, like he's heavy lidded almost. He's saying, 
you're certainly excited to see me. And we can tell from context that this is a sarcastic statement. Yes. It Garfield, is clear. Res- okay, Garfield responds in thought. Believe me. Inside, I'm hopping up and down and shouting with glee. And his face belies the superficial meaning of what he said. Uh, I don't really care for panel three. It's a Disappointing third panel. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you. This one's, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Um, John, the time has come, as it always does, for the Being Jim Davis Sudden Death Quiz Explosion Zone, colon, the quickening. As you know, during the week, I've taken notes on three possible conversation topics. I'm feeling lucky this week. I'm going to read them to you now. Two of them are false. One of them is real. If you choose the real one, we'll have that conversation. If you choose the false one, your roommate, Riley Miller, will be killed. Don't say that. I mean, eventually, by old age. Okay. Okay, okay, Riley will not be killed. Your roommate, Riley Miller, will lead a long and happy life if you get this wrong. You will have that on your conscience, John. Okay. Riley's long and fulfilling life. Just do it. Okay, okay. Number one. It's a me, the Prince of Lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number two, it's a me, the <laughs> Beaufort scale. <laughs> Number three, odds and ends. Uh, I'm going to go with it's a me, the Beaufort scale. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. John. Okay. The correct answer right. was it's a me, the Prince of Lies. Thank you for playing I'm, them. I, I'm I'm satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I you know it's fine. Good segment. Um, <laughs> John, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis, the world's only podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or a different podcatcher, either of your choice or which you have been compelled to use. Uh, why not visit the show website, www.beingjimdavis.com? Yeah, why we're not, not picky. Tell you- like, if you're trapped in a dungeon yeah. somewhere with a podcast player and mm-hmm. you aren't free to choose which podcast which player. Which podcatcher but, to use, But yeah. you are free to choose which podcasts. Sure. Give us and a listen. And the Wi-Fi is working. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi. <laughs> or, yeah, or, yeah. Or maybe, like, the Wi-Fi was working before and someone downloaded these episodes. Or maybe you just have just, a computer, you know? It's possible. You know, you could listen to on the, on, the, on the website. You're in a computer dungeon. Um, <laughs> tell your friends about the podcast. Oh, I, a lot of my friends are in computer dungeons. Right? I feel like we're all... Okay. okay. Uh, something, something, something. Thank, thank you, you good and good night. Thank you and good night. podcast was brought to you by the pitch drop podcast network like what you just heard support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop and while you're at it check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows